Will you pray with me, please? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this blessed Lord day you've blessed us with. We thank you for the beautiful weather we have had today and the ability that we have had to enjoy our day and come here and worship you, sing songs and reading the scriptures and seeing what we need to do to have the ability to maybe make it to heaven with you one day. We thank you for seeing your son to die on the cross for the remission of our sins. We thank you for everything that you do for us. We thank you for this country that we live in and our ability to worship you without persecution. We thank you for all the people here in this congregation. We hope that everyone that is sick, we hope that you will please bring them to their most wanted health. We hope that everything that we do in this worship service this evening will be well and pleasing unto you. Please go with us now as the remainder of the service. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. The first song tonight will be number 71. 71. As the deer pants for the water so my soul longs after you. singing number 909 
Tonight's scripture will be coming from Matthew seven thirty three. Matthew seven thirty three. Oh, my bad. Six thirty three. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Good evening. Today I will be speaking to you all on the topic of letting things get in the way of God. Letting things get in the way of God. My main passage today will be from Luke 12, 16 through 21. Luke 12, 16 through 21. And it reads, And he spake a parable unto them, saying, the ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully, and he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do, because I have no room where to bestow my fruits? And he said, This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be many. Be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Now in this passage you can see in verse 16 and 17 that there's a man with a problem. His problem is that he has so much fruit that he has nowhere to bestow them. Basically, he's putting all his pressures his possessions before anything else, even himself. Some of us make coveted choices, which in Luke 12, 15, it says, and he said unto them, take heed and beware of covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of these things he possesses. Some of us let our things get in the way, like money. In 1 Timothy 6, 7 through 10, it says, for we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain that we can carry nothing out. Some of us may let our fornication get in the way, where it says in 1 Corinthians 6, 9, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites. Basically, do not let your sinful sex life control you or get in the way of you and God. Some of us may have an alcohol addiction, where in 1 Corinthians 6.10 it says, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. If you're getting drunk, it will keep you from getting into the kingdom of God. These are some of the covetous choices that this rich man made. Now let us look into some of the solutions that he could have made. With all of his money problems, maybe he could have gave some of those goods away where in Matthew 6, 1 through 4, it talks about the love of God being shown with his fornication problems, his sinful sex life. Maybe he could have chosen to get married, where in Hebrews 13, 4, it says, marriage is honorable unto all and the bed undefiled, but fornicators and adulterers God would judge. With his alcohol addiction, he could have chosen to be sober, where in 1 Peter 5, 8, 
It says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Basically, if you're drunk, that's making it one step closer and easier for the devil to bring you into his collection. Now let us look into some of the conclusions that God has. He says that we all have choices. In Jeremiah 10, 23, where it says, O Lord, I know the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man who walks to direct his own steps. Basically, we should look to God's word for directions, the right directions, and the only directions. All choices carry consequences. In John 5, 29, it says, And come forth, those who have done good to resurrection of life, and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. Basically, if you're doing good, you will be rewarded in the end. And if you're doing bad, you will be condemned to condemnation. We all should make a goal in our lives to preserve your future. Where in John 14, 6, it says, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the only way, the right way, and the way that we should all choose. And if you're not choosing him right now, we want to encourage you to make those type of decisions that will keep you into the kingdom of God. Let us get ready for the next message. Will you please turn your songbooks to 448? It, this song will not be on screen. Love one another for love is of God. He who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not. God 
Tonight I will be reading from 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 8. 1 John chapter 4, 7 through 8. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God is for or God is love. Good evening and welcome. We're all glad everybody could come out tonight. If you would, uh, keep your finger on the passage Zach just read a moment ago. 1 John chapter 4, verse 7. We'll be looking at 7 through 10 tonight. It says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. Love one another. It's a simple way, it's simple to understand, but oftentimes it's hard to do in a lot of sense. Growing up, I was, I was uh, also reminded of the golden rule. Do unto others as you wouldn't want to be treated. In fact, this is from God's word in Luke 6.31. And just as you want men to do to you, also do to them likewise. If we turn to your Bibles in Matthew 5, verse 43, it says, Ye have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, Love your enemy and bless them who curse you. Do good to them who hate you, and pray for those who despitefully use you and persecute you. If it also look at Proverbs 25, Verses 21 and 22. If thine enemy be hungry, give him bread to eat. And if he be thirsty, give him water to drink. For thou shalt heap the coals of fire on his head, and the Lord shall reward thee. Phil Robertson was telling a story, and he said back in his day, he used to be a fisherman. He used to go out and catch a whole big net of fish every single day and go and sell it. One day, he found thieves stealing his fish. So his first reaction was, well, he went and got a shotgun and scared them off, probably not in the most loving way. But this kept on happening. The same thing, the thieves would come and steal his fish. So one day, he decided, well, I'm just going to give them the fish. So he just gives them the fish and says, why do you steal from me? They walked away with the fish, and they felt ashamed. They felt ashamed because he did it in a loving manner. He, he loved them. 
He heat the fire. He heat the coals of fire upon his head. In John 13, verse 34, it says, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Today, people can see that we're Christians by the love we have for one another. By an example, you also need to speak the loving message. Just this past June, when the Supreme Court ruled that homosexuality was legalized, that was bad in the sense of how far our country had come when it came to sin, but it was also bad the reaction of many Christians who had, who had, who had the reaction. Oftentimes you would see on the news that we hate the gays, and you would, you would often hear stories about Christians persecuting gays and sending death threats. That's not the loving message. We shouldn't condemn the sinner for having fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. If you look back to 1 John 4, verse 8, it says, He, he, he who does not love does not know God. For God is of love. In Ephesians 5, 1 through 2, it says, Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also had loved us, and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. We should imitate God in the sense of, of love. And if you turn to your Bibles in 1 Timothy 13, it says, Paul's talking here, and he says, Who was before a blasphemer, a persecutor, and injurious, but I attained mercy because I did it ignorantly and in unbelief. And that grace of our Lord was exceeding and abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. And this faithful saying, and worthy of all acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save the sinners, of whom am I am chief. Paul did, Paul did some terrible things, as Saul. But he came to Christ. Jesus came to save because he loved us. John 3:16. For God so loved the world, he sent his only begotten Son, and whosoever believeth in him should not perish. In John 1 John 4, 9. In this love, God was manifested toward us, and that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him in this love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be a proclamation for our sins. God loved us so much that he sent his only son to be an offering of sins. That's the ultimate love. And he even offers us salvation. He that believeth should not be perished, but have everlasting life. What must we do to have the salvation? First, we must have faith. Hebrews 11, verse 6. Repent. Acts 2, 38. Confess, 2 Timothy 2.19. And, and why wait? Arise and be baptized and call it in the name of the Lord. Acts 22.16. We can pray with you and for you as we stand and sing.
The Lord's Supper has been left prepared for those who have not had an opportunity to partake of it this morning. If you would, after each prayer, raise your, raise your hand and you will be served. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this wonderful day that you've given to us, Lord. We thank you for letting us come here and learn more about your word, Lord. We pray that the ones that are about to partake of this bread that represents your son's body that was broken on the cross of Calvary, that they take it in a well-pleasing manner unto you. In your son's holy name we pray. Amen. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for all the many blessings you've given us. Please bless that those who are about to take of this uh, cup that represents the bloodshed on the cross, take take it in a manner well-pleasing in in, unto thee, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Separate apart from the Lord's Supper, also commanded to give. Will you pray with me, please? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for allowing us to come to church these today, Lord, and learn more about your word. Thank you for allowing us to all meet here and hear two, three great lessons today, Lord. Please help those who are about to give back, give back in a well and pleasing manner to thee. In Christ, let me pray. Amen.
Hasn't this been a good, big, great day today? You realize 15 different young men have participated this evening. And that, you can get all of them. There's more over there. But we had to, was there anyone participating tonight that was their first time? Good, good, good. Well, there'll be more times for each one. We are so blessed in so many ways, aren't we? That we have young people who are willing and able and for Jerry to work with them like he does. And we are so fortunate indeed. We are grateful and thankful for every opportunity we have like this. Those who are visiting, we're especially glad to have you with us and invite you to be with us every opportunity you may have. Our next opportunity to be together is 10 o'clock Tuesday morning for our Bible study at that time. And you'll be greatly benefited if you have that time available to come and be with us. Also, we'll be together again at 7 o'clock Wednesday evening. On a personal note, I appreciate Don uh, speaking this morning and expressing my gratitude to each of you. I had a, a lot of calls, texts. Uh, while I don't do Facebook, my wife does and whatever you call that, what is it? Hits or uh, it's what? Likes. Likes. Okay. Well, I liked it, <laughs> and I appreciate it. And uh, all the prayers, I uh, appreciate that more than I can tell you. We love and appreciate all of you. We invite you to be with us every opportunity you can. And if you'll stand now, we'll have a closing song and and then a dismissal prayer.
pray with me. Dear God, thank you for this day. Thank you for all the many blessings you bless us with. Thank you for another opportunity that we had to come here tonight and learn more about your word. Please help everybody to take what they learned tonight and apply it to their everyday walks of life. Please be with all those that are sick and please return them back to their most wanted health. And please be with all the men and women overseas and please return them to their home safely. Please be with everybody tonight as they depart and please get them home safely and please bring everybody back at the next appointed time. In Christ's name, amen.